So it begins. All right, and so it begins. Welcome to the uh, inaugural episode of the Heroes and Whiskey podcast. I'm Tim, and I'm here with Jack at the basement bar. The drink on the bar today is a Balvany Old Fashioned, which is what we roll out for special occasions. And since this is the inaugural episode, this is a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And today we are going to be debating whether or not there will ever be another Star Wars. Small topic. Uh, so before we dive in, I just wanted to introduce this podcast. This is as new to you as it is to me. Jack has done a couple of podcasts in the past. This is my first one. So we know that you will uh, forgive us if we have uh, technical difficulties or uh, I just act like I don't know what I'm doing because that's pretty <laughs> much the case. So uh, the whole purpose of the Heroes and Whiskey podcast is we wanted to look at uh the concept of modern storytelling through the perspective of our favorite movies, shows, games, basically anything with a narrative. And so we're going to be talking about storytelling theory, story structure, character development, and just the kind of the art and the craft of telling stories in the modern age. And I asked Jack to join me because uh, I wanted to have an intergenerational perspective. He is in a different generation than me. Because, you know, how we consume stories now is totally different than how it was 20 years ago or, you know, 40 years ago when, like, I was first introduced to uh, Star Wars. And we're doing this because we love the properties and we could talk uh, ad nauseum about them. And we also do it because we are creative types. And so it helps us to deconstruct uh, how the people who know what they're doing Uh, do it so that we know it works and we know it doesn't and so in the process we ourselves become better storytellers and so whether you're uh, you know a video editor or you're a dungeon master or you're somebody given a presentation at work you know all of these things uh, apply and so yeah we just hope to have a good time and talk about the uh, the things that we love and so like I said today's topic uh, we bit off a big one is will there ever be another Star Wars and so how the way we're going to break this up is first we're going to talk about our individual relationships with Star Wars again we're from different generations and so we have kind of different experiences and different relationships then we're each going to Uh, offer up three things that we think make Star Wars unique and unrepeatable. And then we're going to offer up one reason that we might be wrong. Um, Along the way, I'm sure we'll talk about other properties that might come close, and then we'll kind of throw up a final verdict. And so without further ado, we will jump in. And so the first thing that I wanted to do is talk about uh, my relationship with Star Wars, and then Jack can give his. And so, uh, you know, I'm a little bit older. Uh, I saw Star Wars when I was uh, seven years old. I remember I was on a family vacation, and my aunt was like, hey, you need to go see this movie. Went to go see it. I I, I mean, utterly and completely uh, blown away by what I saw. Like, you know, being a kid in that era, you'd never seen anything that was even close to that and like it it became the dominant pop cultural thing in my life for probably the next 10 years I mean there was other things along the way like Battlestar Galactica and some other things um but I mean 
I, I obsessed over Star Wars all the time. And uh, not too long after it was released, my parents got me, it was a, a record of the audio from the movie. So this is like before VHS. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was a record where you would listen to it and it was basically the movie playing on the record. And I, I mean, I blew that blew through that thing so often that I had the whole thing memorized from the time I was seven, eight. And I had it memorized so much that I was able to type it up on a typewriter from memory. So That's utterly crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, I, I still remember I my family know knows it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I still remember everything to, uh, to this day. And of course those are, that was back in the day when, um, you didn't have, uh, you know, you can only watch it once. If you wanted to see yeah. it again, you had to convince your parents to take you back to the, the movie theater. And if not, then you had to just like live off of the record. You know, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the record and, uh, the cards and the comic books and of course yeah. the action figures and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I've enjoyed, uh, sharing Star Wars with my kids as we've gone along. Um, I'm one of those people, I'm in the camp who I actually kind of love the new Star Wars movies, the prequels yeah. I couldn't care less about. Um, but I really do like the new ones. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I just enjoy talking about Star Wars because I think it's a unique uh, cultural property and uh, it had a big impact on my life just growing up and yeah. um, my family too. So that's that. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was the same thing for me. And that's because of you. Like you, I think it was around five or six or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that's when we like started playing Lego Star Wars on the PS2. And that was obviously that was really fun because we'd stay up all night when the rest of the family was gone and we'd play Lego Star Wars and whatnot. But then all my buddies were into it too. So it was like, it was like I, I was playing Lego Star Wars. We were playing the OG Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2 and stuff like that. Um, and then watching the prequels when they were out and, and watching the original movies like over and over and over again. I remember watching Attack of the Clones a bunch of times um, cause that's the generation that I'm from. Um, yeah. And so I remember as a kid, that was like my favorite Star Wars and Lord of the Rings were like the two huge things for me. Um, but Star Wars in particular, just cause I feel like there was so much, I mean, there were like, like all throughout my childhood, there were like video games coming out. Right. Um, there were, there were you know, new, like, cartoons coming out, like, the Clone Wars started to come out, so it was this huge thing that when I was a kid, like, not only was there the pre-existing stuff that already happened that you liked, so you showed me everything, yeah. but there was, like, games, movies, TV shows, everything like that was coming out when I was a kid, so it was super exciting for me, um, and, like, when I, you know, when the sequels just have recently come out and all those same buddies went and saw them we all were kind of like well i don't know <laughs> like maybe not like maybe star wars just isn't isn't the same thing but then so i think i liked the sequels a little bit less than you did mm -hmm. but um this isn't a conversation about that but <laughs> but i understand kind of like what we're talking about now i understand the significance for a kid 
who would be watching Star Wars for the first time, mm-hmm. like your experience was like the original trilogy. Yeah. My experience was like the prequel trilogy right. of what Star Wars like is and what makes it cool. Yeah. To kids now, Ray and Finn and all the Kylo Ren, like that's what makes Star Wars cool to kids now. Right. Crazy effects and huge battles in space and stuff like that. And that's what it always is, but like it's a little bit different now. And so like maybe to me or to you, the sequels aren't the best, but to another kid watching right. Ray lift a bunch of rocks, like is, is super cool. So I think, yeah. I think it definitely was a huge thing growing up. And, and it's funny because like rewatching some of the Star Wars stuff, I'm like, Oh, I remember that way differently <laughs> than it is now, yeah. but it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to have a special place in my heart, your heart. Yeah. And I think a lot of people's hearts and that's why it's so special. Yeah. And that's why this conversation I think is so yeah. relevant. Well, and I, I remember uh, when Rogue One came out, well, actually when it came out uh, streaming, and so <clears throat> we watched Rogue One, which of course dovetails right into A New Hope, which wasn't even called A New Hope yeah. when I saw it. It was just episode four when I saw it at seven years old. And It was just Star Wars when you saw yeah, it, Yeah, right? it was just Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I mean, it was episode four, but it wasn't called A New Hope, and like... Um, you know what rogue one is obviously made with like modern filmmaking sensibilities and it moves and there's a lot of action and all that and you go right into the original star wars and you're like oh holy moly this thing is kind of boring and it's like okay there's a fight at the beginning and there's like 45 minutes where nothing really happens Yeah. yeah and so like I mean, it was created in a different era and consumed in a different era. And so that's what I want to talk about. All right. So first thing that I wanted to do is uh, talk about three things that make Star Wars unique and unrepeatable. And so Jack and I each have our own list. And I'm going to let Jack go first with his number one. And we can chat about that for a little bit. So my first one um, is a good segue from what we were just talking about is like the timeline of Star Wars. Um, so it's so vast that you and I can have a conversation about it and we're from different generations, you know? Mm. So like, there's, like I said before, there's the original trilogy and then there's the prequel trilogy and then 20, 25 years later, there's the sequel trilogy, you know? And so it's like Star Wars was not just like a pump out of content over the course of 15 years that everybody tried to enjoy it was like, no, this is like a 40, 45 year yeah, right. run of toys, of movies, of TV shows, of video games, of yeah. everything that kids could possibly delve into and adults could possibly dive into. Um, and so that's what I think is so, that's so unique about it is that there's nothing else. I mean, there's things obviously that have lasted that long, but not things to this scale. Like yep. that, that have had this uh, cultural impact, which yep. is my next point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I one of mine was actually very similar to that, um, and so I'll I'll jump ahead to that one. And that's like these characters and these moments that are so iconic that they persist across generations. I mean, it, it would be very difficult to find a person these days who doesn't know who Darth Vader is, yeah. you know, just by sight. 
who doesn't know who Yoda is. Even people who aren't fans of Star Wars. Yeah, right. No, exactly. And I mean, a, a phrase like, may the force be with you. Every single person day. has, yeah, yeah, has heard of that. Or even like the, no, I'm your father. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's like so ingrained in us culturally just because it was so full of, uh, like I said, these, these iconic moments and these iconic characters right. that they stuck around with us. I mean, when one of, you know, one of my frustrations with the, uh, the prequels, I mean, even going back all the way to return of the Jedi is that, um, there aren't those things, you yeah. know, w- will people 45 years from now still be talking about, uh, Ray and Finn mm. as much as I love those movies. They just like, I, I couldn't really tell you a quote from, one of the sure. one of the modern sequels that you know wasn't said by like Han Solo or one of the yeah, characters right. that I like so and it's like like you said you know I mean the first one came out in 1977 so that's yeah. like 45 freaking years yeah. ago and so what what other properties are there that they'll still be making movies about 40 years from now yeah, I mean exactly. to I mean to the thing like it's multiple generations that people mm-hmm. have been enjoying this, and so yeah, I agree with you on that one. So. Well, yeah, so that like that kind of feeds into the, into the next thing I was gonna say, which well it feeds into both things I was gonna say, <laughs> but one thing in particular, like in not when did the first one come out? Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, May twenty-fifth, nineteen seventy-seven. The the cultural impact of that was crazy like it, it was un- unheard of and you can s- and you see it when you like watch interviews with george lucas or he talks about his experience i mean he got denied and denied and denied like people looked at his script and were like this is the stupidest thing ever yep. and then the script turned into a movie and the movie got yeah. released and everybody was like this is the future like yeah. blah blah mm-hmm. and eight more movies and thousands and billions and tens of billions of hundreds of billions of dollars were made from it um, so it's like the, the cultural impact, I think then versus now, I think is similar, but different at the same time. Like it's so easy for people to compare those, like the sequels to the original trilogy. Right. They're like, right. well, it didn't recapture the magic. Yeah. Right. Well, the magic is different now. Yeah. Then that's for a multitude of reasons. Like mm-hmm. the, Whatever you thought the magic was in 1977 is not the magic today. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, I think back then, obviously I wasn't alive, but I think back then the cultural impact was more than it is now because kids now, adults now, we've all been exposed to more Star Treks and more video right. sci-fi video games and yeah. more of this and people have taken the Star Wars ID and expanded on it and whatnot. Um, and while it's still sick and awesome now to like relive those moments, I don't think you have the same you have the same outcome that you did in nineteen seventy seven, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well and it, so uh, one of my other points was <clears throat> that you know, the whole idea of stars, and this is still, honestly, it's very impressive to me, is like, it all came out of one person's brain. Yeah. I mean, so George Lucas, he came up with his idea. He came up with this universe. He had this idea for this 
story and these characters. And obviously, you know, you know, they change over time. But like you said, he, you know, he knew what he wanted to make. He didn't want the studio interference. And so he ended up making what he wanted. Right. And like that kind of thing these days, like, I, I don't know if it's, if it would ever be possible for someone to do that with the movies. Now, obviously there's things like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and those are universes that came out of one person's brain, but to take it straight out of your brain and make a movie out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's really unique. Of course, the flip side of that is that, um, uh, it enabled George Lucas to basically do whatever he wanted. Exactly. A- and so, you know, as you get into even like Return of the Jedi and you start getting into the prequels, you know, everybody defers to this genius George Lucas. Um, and some of the stuff, it, it really isn't all that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so you got, but but still, like to think that there's this, this cultural property like you talked about that like has transcended generations and we all consume it differently and think about it differently and interact with it differently. And it came out of one guy's head. Like that's Mm. just crazy. I mean, to, yeah, that's crazy to me that, that, uh, that happens. And it's unfortunate that like these days, I think it would be very difficult for, for that to happen. I mean, especially in like a streaming era, where you see so few properties that are like new or unique ideas. I'm going to, including Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were, they were popular books before Mm -hmm. they were popular movies and, or TV shows. And, you know, so for, so for someone to kind of dump this universe out of their head onto the big screen, I think is, uh, is something that, uh, that's pretty rare. Yeah, um, and I'll I'll tie in my last point with, mm-hmm. so I mean, like you say, Harry Potter and Game of Thrones um, is a little bit different because they were books, right? Like they were right. previously conceived ideas before Star Wars. I don't. There weren't like Star Wars books. Like he never made. But yeah, they came out after like, the fact. It was but all no, George never, Lucas, yeah. the script, and the movie. Right. Yep. Um, and so that and so that's like I'll tie in kind of my last point with some of those other properties, like. Um, exactly what you said, like the, I don't know. It's, it's so hard because so many, so many people are like very passionate about it. And when you break it down like this, it's like, it's like, okay, everybody just, everybody on any side of the spectrum, just chill for one second (laughs) (laughs) because the internet and the fan base was not what it was in 1977. Right. And I'm sure there were people. Like, you loved it. Yeah. And I'm sure there's kids just like you when you were seven years old who are watching The Last Jedi, which yeah. everybody vilified and hated, yeah. uh-huh. and is thinking, look at that kid looking up at the stars. Uh-huh. I love that. Yeah, that, that was me. That could be me. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Because, right. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like when everybody's on YouTube, saying, and I'm not saying this is bad because I think yeah. all the criticisms are valid, and right. I don't love the sequels, Yeah, but um, the internet sways so much of our opinion now yeah right and and oh man that like i didn't think about that and and it's good i love watching criticism i love watching praise like people analyze like musical themes and story themes and characters i think that's awesome and great i think people should keep doing that and the more they do that the smarter the internet and the people watching those videos are going to get yeah but but the when you're 
tying in the cultural impact and the people who watch it before versus the people who are looking at it now, yeah, it's never going to be the same. And right. it can't. It right. can't. Like, you can take away the internet and take away the YouTube videos and take away the streaming and whatever, right. the content age that we live in. Then it might be the same. But because of the society and the and the the content age and the the quick access, like you say, you had yeah. to listen to the movie through a record, right? <laughs> yeah, vinyl. We call it vinyl. My bad. <laughs> I can go on Disney Plus and watch all of them. Yeah, exactly. Anytime I want. Right. I could exactly. get up right now mm-hmm. and go watch movies. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just a different age. Yep. And so like, I think, uh, I think for that reason. I don't think anything will ever be the same. And so this is where I say I'll tie it in other properties. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Marvel is a really good example of a property that came really, really close. Yeah. Because I don't think it's all box, box office numbers when it comes to, like, influence on yep. the market. Like, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like music, right? The most streams doesn't equal the most influence necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, but Marvel has had a huge cultural impact on today's yep. movie society. Right. And so even look at the first Avengers movie. The first Avengers movie was like, whoa, this is the craziest thing. Like yeah. a bunch of heroes like in one movie, like whatever. You fast forward to now, you really need to blow fan socks off yeah. with Endgame and Infinity right. War and new movies coming out. After Endgame, yeah, because that was the craziest movie, one of the craziest movies of all time, yeah. And so it's yeah. the same way when you think about like, when you think about like, Force Awakens or Rise of Skywalker versus yeah. versus Episode Six or Episode Four, New Hope. It's like you really need to blow fan socks out <laughs> of the water if you yeah. want to impress them mm-hmm. because they've already seen it. They, yeah. it, it. Once you've already seen it, it's like when you listen to an album for the first time. You've already listened to it. Yeah. And some of the magic, unfortunately, this is just right. how it is. Some of the magic just goes away. Um, and so that's why one of the biggest reasons I think that it it can't. Like, I don't think it can be the same. Right. Because ever. Yeah. Because, like, we, we can find it in different ways, but there's never going to be the same magic of I'm going to the theater. I have no idea what this is. Yeah. What is, what is a lightsaber? What right. is a Darth Vader? Yep. What is who's Obi Wan? Right. Who's Luke Skywalker? What's an X Wing and what's a Death Star? Like yeah. you remember seeing that for the first time? Yeah, I it, it, like I, I, those movies already existed when I started. Right. I already played the games right. when I started. I knew kind of what a lightsaber was. I yeah. knew, and right. that didn't take away the magic for me. Yeah, but for people. Uh, people watching like these new movies and these new properties and whatever, you really got to do something special. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the last point. I think the internet makes it so difficult to try and like recreate that. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, and it's funny you talk about lightsabers because like as a kid, like if there had been one of those plastic lightsabers that you can get at target where you flick it with your wrist and it pops out back then, I mean, we would have been all over yeah. it. So I don't know if you even know this, but the toy lightsaber back in the day, so it had the handle, but it was a flashlight. And then the oh, really? blade was inflatable. 
Okay, so you'd actually have to blow it up like uh, like a pool toy and yeah, it right. fit on there somehow. I can't even remember. But of course, after like 20 minutes of whacking it into things, it would be all floppy and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, uh, like even stuff like that has changed. And like my last my last point is that um, you know they George Lucas created this universe uh, that was so compelling to people, especially back in the day, that. Like you wanted to spend time in it, like yeah. doing things, even when you weren't like doing official Star Wars things. And yeah. again, I mean, this is a product of the generation, but, um, you know, because because you couldn't watch it over and over and over again, you went out and you got books, you got the action figures. And I mean, I started with uh, C-3PO and Tusken Raider action figures. That we figure. still have. Right, that we still have, but it yeah. was like... All I could do was figure out adventures with these two, mm-hmm. uh, with these two characters, uh, and, you know. And then along the way, you got games, and then it started to be video games. But I used to build models, and so, you know, because it, Star Wars came out in 1977, well, Empire Strikes Back doesn't come out for three years. Mm-hmm. And so, what are you going to do with those three years? Like, you love this thing, and so, yeah. you you know, you create this universe in your head right. where you can live. And I mean, this sounds to- totally stupid, but it's like you had no choice. You had to like create it yourself. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I think that wires your brain differently mm-hmm. when you're like building this whole thing yourself, when other people are building it for you. Mm-hmm. And so obviously over time, you know, the there's been this demand for Star Wars that people have, filled with games and toys and other movies and other properties and stuff. But, um, you know, that just star Wars created all of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody knew what an action figure was until star Wars came out. And so, I mean, I think the other, the only other property that I can think of that comes close now is like Harry Potter. Mm. And, um, I mean, obviously it was a book first, but that's one that really seems to have like Harry Potter to me feels like the Star Wars of this generation mm. um, because, it, you know, it's it, it, it's something that the children these days consume. Uh, I mean, there's obviously this whole world where it's like every single person, every character, every place you want to learn more about it. Yeah. Uh, you want to learn how it works and how they connect to each other and all of that. And that, that was the same way that Star Wars was, where, like, every single thing that you saw was new. You know, every creature, like, what's a Jawa? How yeah, did this right. Jawa get here? Why? What is it doing? Yeah. Why is it on this planet? And so there's, trust me, there's going to be a whole other uh, episodes about all of that. But it's like, you know, this whole idea that there's a universe that... Uh, everyday people can go in and build and create and and all of that. All right. So then I want to talk about um, why might we be wrong? Yeah. So um, obviously I've grown up in a different generation than you have. Um, And the thing I have written down for this is uh, technology. Yeah. And I think we're in such a weird time in a uh, content creation, movie making, songwriting, album, like structuring, like 
any type of creative thing, painting, whatever it is, we're in such a weird time because there's a huge group of people that want to uh, chase the trends. What's popular? What are people going to like? What's going to get me the most clicks and the most money really fast? And so there's a lot of people who chase that. And there's a lot of people who also chase, well, that's not really art anymore. Like we lost sight of what art is because of the internet, social media, whatever. But the reality is the technology that exists now, like the, and I don't, I don't know anybody who wouldn't agree with this. And I mean, if you disagree with this, you can say it, but the new Star Wars movies look beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the CG, whatever CGI, the worlds, the lightsabers, I mean, the characters, the lighting, like everything like that, like cinematically, yeah, they look incredible. And the big problems that people have come with the storytelling of yeah. the movies. Right. You know? And so when you, and, and you, I, I'd say you could say that about, you know, the prequels, if you're comparing them to the original trilogy too, like they look great. Like, whoa, these vast landscapes for 2001. Yeah. I'm looking at like a huge world with moving cars everywhere yeah. and castles and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so it's like, okay, today, maybe in the storytelling, we have less originality, but in the ways we can tell the story, it's way different and way more vast than before and so i think that opens up new avenues for people with the right mind and the right story to tell the greatest star wars story of all time right and it's only going to get better as as technology exists so i think it's possible for people for somebody to top it like it is it totally is right like uh I, i think somewhere along the way eventually maybe it's in five years 10 years 20 years 30 years Somebody's going to come along with the craziest idea and it's just going to hit. I mean, you yeah. never really know, right. but it's just going to hit with people. Yep. And um, and they're going to have the best technology you've mm-hmm. ever seen Star Wars have yep. use. And then that's kind of like the Mandalorian a little bit and the mm-hmm. book of Boba yep. Fett's coming out right. tomorrow night yep. at the time of recording this. But um, like people are using that ed- more advanced technology, yep. higher budget, different techniques to create a yeah. star wars story that people love right imagine that on five times ten times twenty times scale okay. you know yeah. Yeah. so i think i think we could be wrong in the sense that like maybe the cultural impact is a little different but the story like i don't know if we've seen the best star wars story yet yeah you know right so yeah well and uh, so mine is very similar and it has to do with like um how the technology just of content creation has changed and so we're so we're sitting here in december of 2021 and so if you had asked me this question like three months ago i would have been like no way but a couple of things have happened just even over the last uh like month or so so one is uh you got mr beast making this squid game yeah uh thing on uh on youtube and he brought in uh, this VFX company so crispy to make the VFX, and they—I mean, they—they—they they, they did it like they recreated a different property that was 100% believable, and they did it in like 10 days. Yeah. And so it was like a bunch of people who grabbed their PCs, brought it, and did all of the work. I mean, they're walking around with um, 
like black magic six Ks mm. filming this stuff. And so like all of this stuff is accessible to everyday people in ways that it wasn't before. And yeah. granted, I mean, it still costs money, but you, you could trick yourself out with a decent camera and a decent PC for yeah. you know 10 grand, 20 grand and make something. And so the, like the other thing that happened is, uh, so Matt Workman from cinematography database, he's doing like these, uh, mocap real time mocap stuff with, uh, unreal engine in his basement. And that's ridiculous yeah. that's to think that you could like, you, I mean, you could do that. You could basically act out every part in, you know, your your idea and have yeah. it uh, be recreated in real time. And so, and then you've got these tools like Unreal Engine and Blender and everything else that are free. Yeah. And so anybody can use them. And so, like, I, I mean, I, I do think there's, like you said, there's going to be a time where somebody comes up with a story that, like, really hooks people oh yeah and they and they have the technical chops to do it and yeah. um you know gone are the days where you're like you need 20 million dollars or 100 million dollars from a studio to be able to make something i mean yes you yeah, need right. somebody to help you fund the whole thing but i mean i think somebody's going to come along and and make something cool oh yeah one of these days and people aren't going to expect it so i think there's definitely a place for that yeah, I agree. All right, so final verdict: Will there be another Star Wars? Um, do you want to go, or do you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> I will go first. I, uh, I, I, for a lot of the reasons actually that you expressed, I, I don't think that there will be one, and here's why: is, um, it was like I talked about, like. You know, if you wanted to watch Star Wars, you had to go to the movie theater. The next yep. Star Wars came out three years later. Right. And while we had some things that we could fill the gaps with, you know, Star Trek was still on TV, Battlestar Galactica, some other stuff. Um, it's like, like you said, we couldn't, uh, you know, we couldn't watch all of the movies in one day and yeah. then the next day move on to the next thing. Exactly. And so it was like, it was scarce. And so that's one of the things that made it something that you obsessed about is like you wanted to reconnect with that feeling that you had when you first saw it mm -hmm. uh, in the theater. And so you like your brain expands to fill the universe with all of the cool things. And I think the way we consume media now is just different. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you could sit there, or I could sit there on my phone for like two hours and watch 200 different creators on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And like yeah. all of a sudden you're flooded with these ideas. And that just, I mean, it, it didn't exist 45 years ago. Um, it, it, there's so many other choices for you to be able to like move on to the, the next thing. Yeah. And, and so it's too easy to fill your brain with other things that kind of give you that same feeling. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, again, and it has nothing to do with the technology or the story itself. It has to do with just like how we consume yeah. uh, media. So my personal opinion is that it would take, it, it, it will take something really special and whoever creates it is going to like have to calibrate the consumption mm -hmm. so that, you know, people can't just like 
consume it all in one day. And so I get like with Harry Potter, you know, the books come out and it takes a while in between each book. And so, they, you know, it, it's that same kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that that doesn't happen in video making or movie making these yeah. days. So I, I think somebody will create something that's different. Like you talked about Marvel. I think Marvel did something that nobody Crazy. thought was possible which is you know they created something that existed over 20 movies and it was all planned out and it was utterly ridiculous like that that i think is equally as impressive uh oh yeah kind of a a cultural experience as what star wars was able to do could be its own episode yeah right (laughs) that's a good idea um so but in terms of like something that hits that nobody expects it and all of a sudden everybody's obsessed with it I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I, I, very, very similar opinion. I, I said it will never be in caps. I said it will never be. No, and it's in caps. In so lowercase, I said exactly the same. So it, it will never be. I agree with you. It will never be what we remember it to be. Um, and I think that's one of the things that the sequels did was, like, make everybody realize that nostalgia is powerful as hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and so, you know, it will never be exactly the same. Like, you'll never... It's the same way with... Think about, like, uh, like the first time I played Call of Duty. Right. Like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yep. Like, the original one. Mm-hmm. World at War, like all yeah, those, right. um, it's never gonna be the exact same right. as that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that it can be better. Maybe that's super optimistic, but I think somebody will come along eventually, and it won't be Disney, it won't be whatever. Like it'll right. be its own thing. Yeah. And it's studio that has the utmost passion for Star Wars that's just going to knock it out of the park and reinvigorate 40 Mm -hmm. more years of content. Like, I don't think Star Wars is ever going to be something that dies. Or, like, Star Wars is never dead, you know? Um, But will it... Will Star Wars, as we knew it, be the same? No. No. But will it transform into something better? Yeah, Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know? Cool. So... Yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, we would love to hear what you guys have to think. That uh, wraps up the first episode of the Heroes and Whiskey podcast. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify. Hopefully, it'll be on Apple and Google soon. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> figuring out where all those buttons are to to click. Um, and yeah, we will check you out for the next episode. Until then, do what's right, love mercy, walk humbly, tell great stories, and drink superior spirits. Goodbye.